Welcome to Thinks Out Loud, internet marketing expertise your business needs. I'm Tim Peter. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 360 of The Big Show. And if you listened to last week's episode and you think, oh my gosh, we had some crazy time jump that we went from 354 to 360, I made a mistake. <laughs> last week's episode was 359, and it is correct on the website, and it is correct in the show title, uh, but I said 354 pretty much every time I said the name of the episode. So my apologies for that, but this is the correct show number. This is our 360th episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do, do, do appreciate it. I think we've got a really cool show for you. And it's based on a conversation I was having with people online in response to a tweet sent by Palmer Lucky. Now, Palmer Lucky is the guy who created Oculus, uh, which was later bought by Facebook slash Meta. And he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. And he shared an amazing newspaper headline. Now, I want to be clear, this was a literal print newspaper. It's the Daily Mail from December 5th in the year 2000. And they had a headline that read, quote, Internet may be just a passing fad as millions giving up on it. Which is a remarkable headline for 2000. I mean, anybody who knew anything realized that this was not just a passing fad. And Lucky, Palmer Lucky, shared the photo of the article with his own comment where he said, and I quote, VR is just a fad. Obviously, he's being sarcastic there. I want to make two points before I go deep into this episode. One, Palmer Lucky is brilliant. He is, as Wikipedia notes, quote, widely credited with reviving the virtual reality industry. I mean, just a really, really bright, really sharp guy who is going to shape big parts of the world we're going to live in for the next couple of decades. The second point I want to make is he was born after the first time I used the internet, actually uh, by a couple of years. Now, his youth, he's 30, is not a strike against him. I was around the same age Lucky is now in the year 2000 when the Daily Mail headline Lucky shared was published. I'm not as brilliant as Lucky, and even I knew headlines like that were nonsense at the time. It's also true that the internet then and VR now share a somewhat similar problem. Well, what's the problem? Well, I'll come back to that in a, in a minute or two. There is a lot of cool technology on the horizon. There's a lot of cool technology out there that you probably should be paying some attention to. I've talked about this a couple of times this year in terms of the trends you should or should not be paying attention to. We've all heard about Web3. We've all heard about the metaverse. 
we're hearing, we're talking about virtual reality, you know, VR, and augmented reality, AR, and extended reality, XR. And they're all big deals, right? Well, kind of. And again, I still think they have a problem. One of the problems is that they sometimes can distract you from looking past the current state of digital, the current state of digital that drives your business. And so that's really my intent here. I'm not here to trash new technologies, not by any stretch of the imagination. I am a student of customer behavior. I have been for my whole career. And in particular, I pay attention to how people adopt and use technology-enabled services in their lives, websites, apps, devices. How are these tools changing our customers' behaviors? And how do we need to adapt our businesses to that reality and ideally get ahead of the curve? So none of this is, you know, be a fast follower. None of this is wait until it's too late. This is thinking strategically and thinking longer term about how we think about how customers use the technology and allocate our time and our energy and our money and our other resources effectively so that we're going to get the benefit both where we are and where we're going. I really care about the fact that as you look at where customers might be going in the longer term, you don't lose sight of where customers are and where they're likely to be for the next, you know, period of time. So let's let me give you some context here of why I'm talking about this. In 2000, the internet You know, the Daily Mail is just wrong, obviously, obviously. 22 years later, that's a piece of cake to say. At the same time, the internet was what I sometimes referred to as a disconnected technology. Now, that might sound ridiculous. I mean, obviously, the whole point was to connect. What I mean by that, though, is that the internet and computers more generally were disconnected from people's day-to-day lives. Home computer penetration in 2000 had only just reached 50%. Internet use in total work and home was also around 50%. Plenty of people didn't own computers. Plenty of people didn't use computers. Even if they didn't own one, they didn't necessarily have one at work. And plenty of people with computers didn't have internet access at all. If we think about it, Google was still very, very new. If, you know, it was just two years old. It wasn't even among the top 50 websites on the internet. Now that changed really quickly. So you always have to be thinking ahead and we will come back to that. Wikipedia didn't exist at all. Not only was it not in the top 50, it simply didn't exist. And we're not even talking about things like Uber or Airbnb or DoorDash, which have only come along in the last, you know, 15 years. The iPhone obviously didn't exist. Mobile phones themselves were usually not internet enabled at that point. 
Now, there were absolutely a thousand percent thriving communities, whether it was, you know, Usenet for the more technically sophisticated folks or AOL and GeoCities for people who were less technically sophisticated. They were cool sites. People used them all the time. But, and this is the key, most people didn't live their lives connected to the internet. Your computer was either at your workplace or it was in your home office, you know, in the den, or it was in an alcove in the kitchen. And you had to physically separate yourself from the people around you to use your computer and use the internet. If you were like most people, you had to use your hardware. And by most, I mean 99% of people, according to Pew, didn't have broadband. You had to use your hardwired physical phone line, which meant that unless you had a separate line for the computer, and most people did not, you couldn't get calls or talk on the phone either. That's what I mean by disconnected. When people talked about, you know, I'm going to go online, they literally meant I'm leaving wherever I am physically or mentally or emotionally, and I'm entering an entirely different space. I'm entering an entirely different physical location in my house or in my office, and I'm disconnecting from the people who are standing right next to me. It was a disconnecting technology, a disconnected technology. Now, obviously, a lot has changed since then. The two biggest were, I'm going to say, mobile and social. There are others, and we can make arguments about this, but I'm going to keep it simple for today, and we're going to say mobile and social. Mobile allowed you to stay connected to the information you wanted wherever you were and whenever you wanted. And social allowed you to connect with friends and family and fans and followers wherever you were and whenever you wanted. Generally, they both allowed you to stay connected to the real world, the physical world, the people around you, as well as the digital world. It wasn't an either or, it was a both and. And that to me is VR's current big problem. It's got kind of the same reality. It's not a connected technology. It's not a connecting technology. It is still a disconnecting technology. Generally, you have to put on a headset and disconnect from the world around you. Even when the virtual worlds are deep and beautiful and brilliant and immersive, which some of them really are, Many of them pull you away from your friends and your family and your fans and your followers. You're pulled away from real life. Now, AR and XR are beginning to show amazing promise at changing that. You know, Google Maps Live View, uh, the navigation that they have where you just hold up your phone and it points you to where to go in real life. Google Translate's new uh, live translation of signs those are extraordinary. They provide additional context and information while at the same time letting you stay connected to the world around you in real time. That's huge. If you've ever used houses, view my room. It's equally cool for your home to kind of lay out what could this room look like. So, so cool. So, so rich. So, so engaging. 
Uh, there's a very slick strategy game that I like a lot called The Machine that incorporates the world around you into the gameplay. And you can play with people in the room and people online all at the same time. Very slick. And the kind of thing we need to see more of and the kind of thing we will see more of. It's coming. At the same time, VR headset sales still are in the low tens of millions each year. Now, that's a great number, considering where they started from. But it's not anything close to a critical mass in a country of 350 million people, let alone globally. You know, this is still pretty small numbers. Not unimpressive numbers, not numbers we shouldn't be paying attention to but small in real terms, in terms of where we will probably end up. Again, I don't want Palmer Lucky to like call me out and say, I'm saying it's just a fad. It's not just a fad. It's also very early. We're still living with, we're still incorporating the changes that mobile and social and the internet more broadly have brought about you know, uh, Colin Lewis and I had a conversation online a couple weeks ago, and he cited data from Benedict Evans and Ram Pomaraswan that said, quote, less than 10% of global GDP is conducted via the Internet. Over the next 20 to 30 years, we will go up to, tw- to 50 to 70%, they project. Now, even if that number's wrong, even if they're, you know, two times as high as what it really will be, that's still a doubling or tripling of where we are today. Think about it. That's crazy for a technology that's been around for 30 years and been part of our lives for a huge chunk of that time. Again, only 50% of people were online in 2000, but 50% of people were online in 2000, right? So the fact that it's, you know, still got so much room to grow is extraordinary. And I do think things like VR and AR and XR will be some of the enabling technologies that will cause it to grow ever larger and ever more integrated within our lives. And that's where I really want to come to with all of this, because my point isn't to say, oh, this is, you know, crap or this is a fad or don't pay any attention to it. Instead, it's to say, how do you plan for either reality? And the way I always think about it is walking towards the horizon, right? Think about where you are. Pick a spot out on the horizon where you want to get to. And know that you're going to take however many steps you need to along the way to get there. You also should think about scenario planning. What does a best case scenario look like if we get there much faster? What does a worst case scenario look like if we get there much slower? And what's the most likely scenario? What are we going to do in each of those cases? The point isn't that you have to have a perfectly fleshed out plan for all of them. The point is you should have given some thought to each of them and what they mean to your business so that you're planning accordingly. I use a strategy, you've heard me mention it here on the show, many, many times to follow what's called a core and explore strategy. You know, focus on your core. Where are you today? 
where is the business today? And spend 80%, 75%, 85% of your time and your resources and your budget thinking about the core, the stuff that is real. But keep 15%, 20%, if you're really, really adventurous, 25% of your budget to explore new things. Maybe AR will be big for you fast. And the best way to find that out is to actually experiment with it today and allocate some budget with it. Not 80% of your budget, not the majority of your budget, but enough that you can actually conduct valid tests and useful tests to see if there's a there there for your business. Try things with VR. Try things with XR. Try things with Web3. Try things with crypto. It's okay, but it's an explore. It's not core yet. And then it's easy enough to move things into core when you find they're working for you. This strategy also makes it easier for you to leapfrog your competition in specific instances. You know, we ran into a situation years ago here in the U.S. where we looked at the rest of the world and where they were in terms of internet penetration and said, oh, well, they won't catch up to us. And that was a flawed assumption because they didn't have to, when I'm thinking about places like Southern Europe and the like, and we look at Africa and the like, uh, um, and I mean developing countries within Africa, they didn't need to start with dial-up. <laughs> they didn't even need to start with broadband or wired infrastructure. They went right to mobile and were able to leapfrog, you know, pick up right where we were at the time to improve internet penetration and get great use among their customers, among their citizens, really quickly, really easily. And some of that is built by Core and Explorer, right? We're going to have the core of what we're going to do. And also, we're going to keep our options open with a little budget and with some resources to be ready if things change faster than we expect them to. So keep your options open. Plan for the future. Be ready to test new ideas and see what works for your business. And also recognize that, you know, some things may be a fad, probably not VR, But if you can use a strategy like this, or if you use a strategy like this, you're going to be ready for the virtual while you're also living in the real world. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all of the 359 episodes before this by going to timpeter.com slash podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com slash podcast. Just look for episode 360. While you're there, you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find to have Thinks Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcatcher every single week. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Overcast, wherever it is you like to find your podcast episodes, we should be there. Just do a search for Tim Peter Thinks, Tim Peter Thinks Out Loud or Thinks Out Loud. Uh, We should show up for any of those. While you're on those services, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide us a positive rating or review. 
They give other listeners a window into the show. They help them understand what the show is all about. They help them learn about our community and about why they might want to be part of that community. So if you would take the time to leave a positive rating or review, it would mean so much to me and I would very much appreciate it. You can also find Thinks Out Loud on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash timpeterassociates. You can find me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com. Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. With all that said, I just want to say one more time, thank you so much for tuning into the show every single week. I simply would not have done this show for 10 years and 360 episodes without you. I appreciate so much the fact that you listen, that you share, that you engage in dialogue with me, and I really just can't tell you how much it means to me that we have this conversation every week. So with that said, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. I hope you have a great weekend ahead. And I look forward to speaking with you here on Things Out Loud again next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as ever, take care, everybody. Thank you.